This is a homemade broadcast radio production. Often I'm I'm asked, am I a hero? I'm sure. And I don't know how to answer that, but I can fully... I can answer for you. What's that? Uh, let's just move on. Answer's yes. <laughs> okay. The answer's clearly yes, and I'll tell you why. Saved a man's life. Okay. Saved a man's life this weekend. I really don't like how it happened, but I saved a man's life. Okay. I was drinking all day. I believe it. <laughs> it's, it's the weekend. <laughs> I'm in beautiful Gulfport. And I see a guy in the neighborhood, in his driveway, in his truck, and it looks like he's been there a while. There's condensation on the windows. Okay. And he's face down in his steering wheel. And I'm kind of going, I'm with some people, I'm kind of going, I should... What what time is this? 5, 6 p.m. It's light out. Light outside. Okay, all right. And I'm going, um, uh, what should we do here? And it was shocking because one of the guys I was with said, I don't know, just let's just keep going. And I'm thinking if I didn't have any drinks in my system to kind of give me courage, that liquid courage, mm-hmm. I think I might have kept walking. Okay. Because I'm, you know, it's it's scary. It's a situation that you're walking into, first of all, Potential, a lot of potentially a lot of paperwork that you'll have to do. Yes, and, and now I'm sorry. Is this is he? He's you said he's parked. He's parked in his driveway. In his driveway. Okay. So I I go. Eh, let me see if I could just maybe he's just asleep. So I go and knock on the window. Nothing. Banging on the window. Nothing. No response. No response. So I'm going. All right. Well, you gotta let's call nine one one now. Now I'm in it. Call 911, guys, you know, nice on the phone. He, where are you? Give him the address. And uh, he goes, okay, can you open the car door? I went, oh, I don't really want to do that. Because, I mean, you got to think, this is Florida. Let's say he is napping. Uh-huh. And somebody opens his car door, you might get shot. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, I don't want to get shot. No. <laughs> so uh-huh. I'm going, okay. So, but you were banging on the door and there was no response. No so response. I'm thinking if he, even if he's napping, he's going to wake up from that. So Right. So I'm like, okay. So I And thankfully, I had liquid courage. So I opened the door. It was unlocked. Unlocked. And he's saying, can you see him breathing? Yeah, I could see him breathing. Okay, I need you to pull him out of the car. I don't want to do that. I Is do he not. a big guy? Big guy, yeah. Big guy. Probably in his uh, mid-50s, early 50s, somewhere around there. And uh, I'm like, okay. Um, plus, what if I hurt him and then he sues me? That's sure. another thing. So there's I think just, there's a good Samaritan law that protects you against that, especially if you're on the phone with 911, but I understand your concern. Yeah. So I'm thinking, oh, boy, here we go. So he said, okay. And I went to go try to pull him out, and he woke up. Good, when I, when but I, also I, scary. But now I'm like, whoa, whoa, I was like, hey, I'm just checking on you. You know, you were un- you were unconscious here, and, you know, uh, we're on the phone with 911 right now, and he's messed up. It's pretty clear. I didn't know. Maybe he had a heart attack. Thought it was more likely probably opiates. Yeah. 
And I think I was right with the opiates thing. And he goes, well, I'm just napping in my car. You're like, do you live listening here? Listening to the radio. Well, no, I didn't. I was like, I, you know, we're just, we're just checking on you. We're worried. You know, we just saw a guy face down. We wanted to make sure you didn't need help. We called in a, an ambulance. Now he's mad. Now he's, he can't do anything really because he's so messed up, but he's not happy yeah. with us that we did this. And sure enough, the fire truck comes in. And, uh, you know, I'm talking to him like the, the 911 operator. I'm just saying, well, he's up now. And they're like, well, that's fine. You know, you did the right thing. And if he doesn't want us, if he doesn't want help, we'll just, he'll sign Leave. a piece of paper and we'll go. So I don't know what happened to him after that. I'm assuming he signed the piece of paper. And so you didn't even stay for, no, you were I, out. I was, I wanted to go because I was afraid that he was going to be mad. Okay. You know, I didn't want him. If he's coherent enough to get mad, know, get scream and start yelling and tell him my, my business and stuff. But, you know, it's probably only a matter of time before that guy dies if he keeps up this. Yeah, it'll lifestyle. happen again. So I, I just, I wonder what I would have done if I was in a better frame of mind, more uh, coherent frame of mind, if I would have just kept walking or not, which, which kind of scares me. Because that's interesting that you said more coherent and you would have, you would have intervened less. Yeah. Right. But I get it because it's a lot of risk on your part because you don't want to get sued. You don't want to get shot. You don't want to get hit. You don't want any of that thing, you know, nothing bad like that to happen to you. So you kind of got to, you know, do a cost-benefit analysis on the spot. And it's just getting involved, you know, being somebody that gets involved in other people's stuff. I got the lunatic down the road. Yeah. You know, we talked about it on this show that has her whole house was inside now on the outside of her home just mm-hmm. obviously mentally ill sure you can't do anything about it no i've never called the cops on her or anything and i found out there's not really anything they can do Mm-mm. if they're not i can't believe there's not a code issue or something where a fire hazard or something where they couldn't get involved but again not my business yeah you know she's down the street it's not uh, affecting me at neighbor, all yeah and, you know, with this person, I don't know. I have no connection to this guy. doesn't matter. He's still a human being. Right. You know, and in the event that, you know, what if you left him there and he did die? And not yeah. that you would even, maybe you would hear about it. Maybe you wouldn't. But still, like, the just not knowing, damn, like, I didn't do anything. Maybe this guy died if I would have just opened the car door. Like, what if you didn't wake him up? Like, what if he self-asphyxiated? What if you moving him around kind of jolted him awake? You know, what if that didn't happen and he died? Again, he may die next week doing the same yeah. stuff. But nevertheless, I feel like at least you could sleep at night going, I did the all that I could. And I think that's important. Yeah, and that's kind of how you. I feel about it. I, you know, I, I took action. I was there. I'm a hero. Okay. I should be rewarded greatly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, probably won't happen. No, I'm being facetious, of course. But I, I just, the, the like I said, the thing that was most troubling to me was that I don't know if I would have done it if I didn't have, you know, six beers. And me. I understand. Which is makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Um, can we can we switch gears to a lighter topic that you kind of yeah. uh, preface that sure. I really, really want to get into? Absolutely. Um uh please go ahead. So I think this might have been the same day, <laughs> actually. No, maybe it was okay. the next day. But anyway, same weekend. Big weekend for me. Lots okay. of lots of juicy I was telling, I was excited because I had so much content. I actually have stuff we're not even be able to get to today because of time. Uh-huh. But this one was a friend of a friend. I would describe her, um, a former. Uh, I don't want to give too much detail. A friend of a friend. Okay, that's all I would like to say about it. And Sally, 
that I, I had run-ins with, and I think we even talked about it before, you know, we where I got accosted by this person before the election because she wanted me to vote for Joe Biden right. and was, you know, uh, giving a very passionate speech about how she feels unsafe in this current world that was uh, commanded by Orange Man. So may he rest in peace, President Orange Man. But anyway, so she's kind of on the, she's kind of a kooky lefty, I would I would mm-hmm. describe her as. I knew it from the moment I saw her. I think when I met her, she had like remnants of blue hair. Yes. Oh. Yeah, that's how you know. She's an SJW. Yeah. Nice person though. I've I've always got along with her fairly well. Nice when you're in agreement. Yes. Which is I don't know if that really counts as nice because it really your true colors show through when you're in conflict or you're in disagreement with someone. How do you treat them then? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I Not agree. just the people you're that right. you know when because you treat everybody nice when you're in a good mood. But how do you treat people when you're not in a good mood? Do you just have a standard that you're just polite to everybody, or are you a pos? You know, so true, 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 true. But anyways, go on. So, you know, I've always gotten along semi-well with her outside of if she had some drinks maybe and then she was concerned about politics and if you're not in full agreement with her, then you're against her and we've had run-ins in that occasion. I happened to run into her at a local brewery and I said, oh, well, sit down, you know. Were you alone? I was not alone. So with a few other people. Okay. And, um, she, she, you know, she sat down. And uh, we were hanging out. And actually, the other people ended up leaving. So it was kind of just me and her oh. and my other friend. Okay. And then she had a few drinks, so she was feeling, I guess, open. I would yeah. say she's an open person. Yeah, she is. Very, I, I know this person. Very open person. Yeah. From what I'm about to tell you. Yeah. And she was telling us how she had an experience, um, a lesbian experience, with oh. a friend of hers. Okay. Do you know the friend? I met the friend. Have once. I met the friend? I do not believe so. Okay. And she was telling me that this happened, and she didn't feel good about it. But she was also, you know, I asked my other friend that was there if about this, what I'm about to tell you, and she said I'm probably kind of breathing my own life into it a little bit maybe, okay. and I was drinking. So maybe it's not as bad as I think it is, but I got the impression that she felt like she felt obligated to have lesbian sex because of her politics. Because she wanted, and I remember her saying something about heteronormativity. and That um, was a word she used? That was a word that she used during this whole thing. And she's one of these people who want to crash the system and do things differently. Yeah, and traditionalism is bad. And yes, like everything so old is bad. If she's so pro-gay, queer, whatever. Yeah. Why did she tell you that she felt guilty for having this experience it wasn't guilty and and i guess or why did she feel bad or why were there negative feelings shouldn't she be like proud of it and boasting about it and well she just didn't really like it she just didn't enjoy Mm. the downstairs region she told you everything that she did she said oh yeah in graphic detail graphic i wish i was there downstairs just laying carpet man okay Eating it up. Yeah. You know, having a great time. Not really. Not a great time. And so what did she say? Like, what exactly did she say? She said she didn't enjoy it as much as she thought she would. She said she would never wanted to do it again. She said she felt dirty. She just said that she she liked um, male genitalia. And she couldn't help it. Like, it was a bad thing. And I had to say, like, that's, you're completely normal. 
Like, that's not weird at all. And she, it was almost like she felt bad that she liked male genitalia okay. so much yeah. and didn't like female genitalia. Yeah. Because she's very supportive of, you Absolutely. know, that lifestyle. Sure. And so much so that she feels like she might need to do it. Now, there is a trend about, you know, um, well, this is a lot of trans stuff, not to get too much in the weeds here, but if you don't... Um, Aren't attracted to, let's say, a, a person who's born to sleep with someone who is trans, then you are transphobic. Correct, right? Yes. Even if they, even if that woman has male genitalia, right? Currently, yeah. I mean, so there's a whole trend with this, and people trying to, you know, break the code of the current system because everything old is bad. Mm-hmm. They feel the need, like maybe they would do things that they wouldn't normally do just because they believe in it so much. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to just tell her, like, I think you were raped. I, t- I told her. You're trying to convince her she was raped. And she and she said, no, no, I was not. I was. I wanted to do it, but afterwards I didn't yuck, yuck. Okay. It was yucky. Didn't enjoy. Did she, like, what was the experience post the sexual experience? Did she hang around, you know? Well, this Did is a friend, of, a friend of hers, so they're still hanging out and buddies and stuff. And so who, I imagine the friend was the initiator or, like... Yeah, the friend, I how guess. How this all... Because is the friend a lesbian or not really? No, I guess by... Okay. Bye. And maybe they got on this topic, and she's like, "Well, I've never been with a girl." And the friend was like, "Well, do you want to try?" I think there was just an understanding that they were buds, from what I remember, and she didn't even know that the other girl had these feelings about her. Oh, okay. And they were hanging out, making dinner, from what I remember. Now I was drinking during this time, so I don't want to tell any fables here. But from what I remember, they were making dinner, and then the friend kind of just asked if she could kiss her. And she said, um, sure. So then they started making out and then the girl left and the girl who was raped, just because I can't say her name, I'm just going to say Sally. (laughs) Maybe say that she ended up calling the girl and saying, come back. So then she came back and then it was getting down to funky town down there. Okay. And then afterwards she was kind of grossed out, I guess, by it. Was there alcohol involved? I assume I would assume so. I, you know, I don't know how there wouldn't be. Oh, well, I think that she probably wanted her to come back because at least, and again, I could be kind of like you breathing life into something that's not really there, but judging from what you've said, it may seem that she's like, this is my opportunity. And then the girl left, you know, to try and see maybe I'm queer, maybe I'm gay yeah. or to show that I really am, you know, I'm down with the cause. And so she's like, well, get your ass back here. I'm already halfway there. Let's finish the job and see if I like it. And I will say, I got some more perspective on this from another friend who said that I know for a fact that that's not her first time with a woman. So it was like, I'm going to try it. I didn't like it the first time. I'm going to try again. I'm all about trying things at least twice. Everything I do, I've done at least twice. Including chicks. Uh, Well, I've never even done that once. Okay. But if I do like a new sport or something, usually the first time is a nightmare just because it's like system overload. Yeah. And so um, like for example, like hot yoga, the first time I did it was an absolute nightmare. And I'm like, it cannot be this hard. Like what the hell happened? So I made myself go back a second time. Then that's really when I got into it. I'm like, okay, now I understand what's going on. So I feel like, you know, you really don't get a good grip of something unless you tried at least twice just because the first time is just such a shock to the system so maybe that's what she was thinking my initial thought was no you tend to know if you like you know ding dongs or jangers but then i was thinking back to my own first time with a lady 
I've never had any sort of uh, uh, confrontation. Yeah. With a ding dong that wasn't mine. Yeah. And I don't want to. Okay. But I didn't enjoy my first time with a Jenger either. In fact, it was so bad that I thought if that's what it's like, if that's what every it, single yeah. one is like, then I don't want to do that ever again. Yeah, but you also have to understand you're dealing with a person who is probably putting herself through a lot of mental gymnastics in the sense that, like, she is probably very straight and trying to convince herself that she's at least by curious. Yes, I think so, that's true. So, you know, so she's to putting be a pressure part of the on, right. Yeah. And I think that because okay. she is, I know this person, she's a white woman and uh-huh, um, that's really not in style right now so you kind of got to grab some extra ornaments on the side you got to be gay you got to be queer you got to be lesbian you got to be trans you got to be a quarter african-american you got to be something you got to bring something to the table mm-hmm. to be because if you're so in the i'm oppressed like if that's your game you probably need to grab a few more groceries at the you know uh, oppression publics or whatever bring some to yeah, the picnic. right yeah. right yeah yeah, I, that's the vibe that I got. Now, my other friend said, no, I think you're looking too much into it. But but why would it be the case if she's so convinced that she she likes male genitalia? She, and she, she feels ex- somewhat guilty about it, it sounds like. That's the vibe that I got. And she keeps trying with women. It seems like she... It seems like she's pressuring herself to be a part of something that she wants to rep, but it's just not really her. It's just not really her. Mm-mm. It's not her. It's not her. Which bag. is so bizarre that, like, you know, you think about like how how horrible the eighties were for like gays and stuff like that, and to come out and your family, you know, disowns you, and it still happens today. But now it's it's literally the reverse, where people are trying to convince themselves that they're gay. Right. <laughs> it's very odd. It has a lot of. Um... You know, I it, in the culture, you know, there it's still um, a victimhood narrative. But I don't know. It's pretty cool. So much to the point where people are trying, even though they're not. Like you said, they're trying to um, get those points or whatever. Just break. The, I I think it just has to do with breaking traditionalism and 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 you know burying the past and finding new ways of existing and doing things. I um, think that these people, and I could be wrong but this is what i think of people who rep their politics so much that they're kind of empty vessels like there's not really anything interesting about them so they have to be diehard trump diehard sjw's or something like like their politics becomes their religion you know and they really it's like they they're they're not into sports you know they're not playing they're not they're not really into like climbing the corporate ladder they're not entrepreneurs like they don't have any passion so they're kind of like well i need something to get attention and i need something to make me feel like i'm being a productive member of society so i'm going to latch on to this group and i feel like she's kind of gotten in, into something that she, it, it's fake pressure no one is pressuring her to do this she's pressuring, she's pressuring herself because she it's feels a fake like vortex that she's putting herself through she feels the need to do this for whatever reason because you know for whatever reason more brownie points um just in you her know, circles, if she probably, believes yeah. something, and I kind of appreciate it too, because if she believes it that much, you see a lot of people talking smack but not participating, but it's not doing though. the work. You could be an ally and not be gay, like you could, I, you know, I know like, but, but <laughs> if you believe in it that much, still do it. I gotta give her props, I gotta know? at least try, give it a give it a whirl. She's she's walking yeah. the walk and talking the talk, 
You know what I mean? Not okay. just chit-chatting online, but she's like, I'm going to get in there, slide into that peat bog. Boots on the ground. Face first. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not going to like it, but I'm going to do it, and um, I'll be saved. Okay. And so uh, how did how did this interaction end? Just went home. I mean, did she, like, how, what was, in terms of the story, like, how did she close? She I just, can't remember. Okay. That's drinking when, beers. And that's when Will blacked out. <laughs> and she just said, eventually she just said, okay, I guess, goodbye. I love how loose-lipped she is. I love people like that. And and I know you play this game really well. I do, too, because I've seen you do it. I've seen you in action before. I don't know if you've ever seen me in action. I feel like you're too drunk usually to notice. But um, when someone starts divulging stuff like that, like and like TMI stuff, which I think most people would qualify or quantify as being inappropriate, like you and her are not that close. In fact, you were adversarial in many different situations, as I've heard. So the fact that she's opening up to you so much and knowing that you're probably going to open your mouth and tell a, a friend group that she used to be involved in, you know, she's taking chances she definitely shouldn't, but she's clearly drinking. But in order to... And I will say, just in case, I did not... I didn't really talk... I didn't talk to anybody else about this. And I wanted oh. to... I, I talked to you about it. Mm-hmm. You know, you happen to know this person. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately... And if any friends are listening to this, they should know that potentially what you tell me may end up as content. I will respect your, I won't use your name. Yeah, your identity. You'll protect your identity, identity or anything like that. But there's only, there's just, I do 20 hours of content of a week. Course. So unfortunately, you, I, we're hungry for it. We need yeah, it. Yeah, I need but, it. But what, what I was going to say is, um, I know you're really good at this and, and so am I, is that what you have to do when someone starts divulging information a, a lot too quickly is you have to act unsurprised but interested mm-hmm. and ask questions and keep it interrogative ju- you cannot sound judgmental so when you want to go oh my god you have to go that's so interesting yes yeah, and yeah, then yeah. they open up because they're like oh this person finds me intriguing and they keep going and going down a hole and then at the end of the oh, conversation she's going down a hole all right yeah she is and the best thing that and i've had people say this to me all the time because i know how to work it just like you is they go I can't believe I told you all that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, don't worry. It's all good. Like you have to, but inside you were screaming. You're like, what the hell is going on? Get dig deeper, get more but and more and on more. on the outside, cool as a cucumber. Sure. And you're just like, interesting. That's Amazing. great. Wow. That's so tremendous. Cool. You're so brave. Yeah. That's so brave. Uh, 813-693-2124-hmbradio.com. Home underscore made underscore man Instagram and Twitter. I got so many followers from fighting with Monica this week. Oh, awesome! Yeah, it was great. That that third day really put me over the top. So <laughs> how do how do you feel about it? Good. Yeah, great. Yeah, I mean we were. It's all good. Do you now. feel like you won? Do I feel like I won? What is there to win? No, no, no. Like in terms of like who dominated the debate. I mean, come on, you know. I know. He knows your boy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Anna Hummel Radio. You can find Anna and uh, that number. You can reach either of us. If you have any question about music, which is the only questions you really got <laughs> about your music choices. Should you we can just do say that. who it is? It's Gary Clark Jr. What is it called? Head roll. Something, something like that. Rolling something Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone. Put in Gary Clark Jr. Rolling Stone. You'll, You'll find, find it. it. Bye.